the volume. All right, welcome to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco live on AMP. Special guest, special day. My guy, Colin Wilson of the Action Network, senior writer for the site, for the app, and of course, co-host of the Big Bets on Campus podcast, one of the biggest college pods in the game. Colin, this is your week, my friend. It's a pleasure to have you on. How we feeling? And, and what's the temp in the room here a day before the day? Well, I mean, it's funny is that now you're starting to see all these stories pop up like, yeah, we're going to trade out of our pit because next year is Caleb Williams. And I'm like, a year ago, everybody said, yeah, we're going to trade out of our pit because of Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Like, we're here, right? So it's like, I, I think there could be more trades, but I felt that way last year, too. So this, this is going to be wild. Well, I'm leaning on you here because you are all in in this world entrenched. And stylistically, again, we always see each kind of year have a little bit of a a different theme, but maybe a similar common denominator theme from the rumor mill. But this year, it's all about Will Levis. I want to start here again. In the last 24 hours, we've seen a Reddit board make its way to national television. Someone apparently knows Levis, and he's saying the guy's going first. But as we speak, Bryce Young still minus 1,000, pending where you shop. Can we squash this or can we build this up? All things Levis going number one from your POV. We can officially squash this. I think the Reddit user that posted this was was deemed a scam. I, listen, I posted this morning that Jameer Gibbs should be the number one pick, but it didn't go anywhere. But no, I mean, we can squash this. The reason Carolina made this trade up was for Bryce Young. And, you know, when the first mock projection started coming out by everybody that does these things, they said C.J. Stroud. I think what's interesting is there's a big gap between people that watch every single college football play like me and people that just do the NFL. Right. CJ Stroud disappeared the entire regular season. He had so many turnover worthy plays. If you look at it in PFF, it's crazy how many turnovers he made when he wasn't pressured. And I think finally GMs have caught on to that with Bryce Young. It's just He's like a human game of tag, like his pressure to sack ratio, like his awareness on Madden level would be like 99. You can put this to bed because all the interviews that the Panthers had, Bryce Young filled them out perfectly. So, you know, if you're comfortable with laying minus a thousand or whatever is out there, that's definitely going to be the number one pick. Levis, it's not going to happen. So let's talk out this and, and you will probably know most again, it's a guessing game, but from a value perspective on the board. Uh, let's start with the number two overall. As we sit here talking now, Tyree Wilson at plus 130, Levis at plus 230, then it's Will Anderson, CJ Stroud fourth at plus 550. Where do you envision the Texans going from all your sources, all of your research? Do you feel like the Texans have figured this out? Because again, we've seen the Stroud young thing flip flop. Now it seems like Young's going fine up, but what is Houston doing at two? Yeah. So, you know, it seems that there's a couple of different opinions that are floating out there and what, how much is a smoke screen? What we do know is that D'Amico Ryans has said out loud, I want an elite edge rusher. You're not going to get it if you wait until your next pick. Sure. Uh, you know, I know that there's additional picks here for the Texans, but you're just not going to get it. So is this where you go and get Wilson? Is this where you would get Will Anderson, which there's no smoke around Will Anderson going to the spot whatsoever. So 
these numbers that have Wilson being the number one defensive player going off the board. I agree with that steam that's been happening. Them going, you know, him going to the Texans. I agree with that steam. So now we're officially on CJ Stroud slide, right? Right. And he's and and Colin on CJ Stroud here, just staying for a second. I'm I'm looking at the number three pick. He's plus four fifty to go to Arizona. And then you keep going down the line. I'm curious your thoughts on all things Colts. If I guess let's start here. Who goes second? Stroud or Levis, according to you at this moment? Do you have do you have a strong lean or you really don't know yet? No, no. So the entire thing pins on the Cardinals. Absolutely. Because the Cardinals have let so many different opinions come out. Kyler sure. Murray wants Paris Johnson to protect him. Management wants Devin Witherspoon. They're in love with him from Illinois. I mean, he is a man-to-man coverage blow-up artist. I mean, he is great at Illinois. And then there's Will Anderson. Like, the Cardinals are one of the few teams in the top that actually like Will Anderson. So do they trade out of this spot, maybe to four or five? Because everybody knows what the Colts want. The Colts want Will Levis. Why? Because at the Manning Passing Academy, Will Levis impressed both Eli and Peyton. Uh, That's the fit that they want. It's not even C.J. Stroud, you know, kind of local to Ohio State. It is Will Levis at number four. So do the Colts get frisky, want to get up to three? Does somebody hop them to get up to three to get Levis? So it's really what do the Cardinals want to do? Uh, and they can go in a billion different directions, but they are the linchpin for everything happening in this draft. Yeah, so let's stay there from a betting perspective, from a betting strategy, Colin. Talk talk to our audience here. When when one kind of team hinges on a little bit of a domino effect here, what's the best betting strategy? The betting strategy is to get Levis at a cheaper number as the second best quarterback in this draft because he is going to surpass Stroud. You've already seen that juice kind of hit the market. It kind of made everybody flinch, but... The reason why you saw all this Levis team is not just because of that, but Levis has probably been informed himself, like you are not falling past the Colts, wow. right? So now it's just a matter is somebody want you enough to go up to three and get you. And I think from a college perspective, when I watched Will Levis, he stopped running the ball. He, he, his passing was inaccurate. He got, he got, you know, he played a worse game when he left Penn state and went to Kentucky. Sure. But the deal is, is when you have so much body mass and muscle and you're on your knees, throwing 80 yard passes, people think you're Josh Allen. And when you have potential of Josh Allen, that puts you above what the ceiling is for Bryce young. And that's, what's going to make teams jump up to the top. So I would say will Levis as the second overall quarterback, I would do anything on Will Levis, like within three and a half. I think someone trades up at three to get him because they they know that the Colts are in on Will Levis. Now, this is a fascinating situation on this Levis swap for Stroud because you again you already hinted that Stroud may free fall here. Does it stop at five with Seattle? They got that pick from Denver. I know they locked in Geno, but my goodness, if a Stroud falls in your lap for Pete Carroll, I mean, are they looking to build? at more important positions because they have Geno for the short term? Or do you think they're going to nab Stroud there? All things CJ, I guess, Seattle and onward. You don't think Pete Carroll's not sitting around watching Caleb Williams film thinking I'm going to punt on quarterback until next year and we will sure. sell him to get a USC quarterback? I mean, that, I mean that's got to be. So that's why I love Jalen Carter at the spot for the Seahawks. They can always... And the problem is, is their GM, John Schneider, he's been burned on taking questionable draft picks before. I, you know, the Jalen Carter incident off the field, if they can swallow that, that's going to be the pick. If they can't, I'm not sure if they trade out of here because I just don't see him going quarterback when they might want to amass picks, which they have more picks here, you know, in the first round. They might want to amass picks to trade for a higher pick next year to get Caleb. I don't think quarterback is their concern or else they wouldn't assign Geno short term. So I, I know you, you have a ticket on this. 
I want to speak on it a little bit past just the top 10. The over-under, pending where you shop for quarterbacks taken is four and a half right now. Very much juiced on the over, Colin. Minus 275 on the over. If, if five quarterbacks get taken, the under is almost two to one. Again, pending where you shop. Talk to me about over or under five quarterbacks going in the first round. And who is that fifth believe it's Hooker, but all things on this prop. Yeah. Well, Ed, this is all things Hendon Hooker, right? Because Anthony Richardson's going to get drafted. We've talked about Levis Stroud, and we've talked about Bryce Young. So really, the fifth quarterback is Hendon Hooker. I am not a fan of him whatsoever. Am I a fan of him in the Tennessee offense? Sure. It is what's called a gimmicky offense, and the people that call it that, they're not wrong. It, it is Josh Heupel's baby to stretch the field, create verticals. But the thing about the Tennessee offense that people don't realize is that it's the wide receiver's decision on his route tree after the snap in Tennessee's offense. It had nothing to do with Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker can close his eyes, count to three, and he will know what spot he's supposed to throw to. That is not reading a defense. He would try to force it in. And, you know, there's injury history here. So if the Vikings want to get a little bit froggy at 23, saying, you know, we're done with Kirk Cousins, we need to get a quarterback in here, that could be a spot. Maybe the Raiders do something. I, I hear the Raiders are just trying to, you know, have a nice – healthy pick that they won't get burned for like an offensive tackle. So I, I think there's nobody else that really needs a quarterback in the, in the last half of the first round, that's going to go up and get hooker. I think 23 of the Vikings is where you're scared of that bet, yeah. but I'm buying under four and a half quarterbacks all the way in the first round. Wow. All right. Well then last thing on quarterbacks, I do want to get your thoughts here on who goes first then Stroud or AR is Richardson starting to maybe be an interesting value pick for one of these teams. Do you see any, I guess, teams to peg to take either CJ or Anthony Richardson at, at a nice value play here of plus money? Well, the word is, is that the floor for Anthony Richardson is going to be number 11 at the Titans. The Titans are going to take a quarterback and right after them is the Texans who are going to yeah. take a quarterback if they don't take it at two, right? So what the I think what we're going to see is Richardson and Stroud go one, two interchangeable at the 11, 12 spot. The Eagles aren't taking a quarterback. The bears aren't taking a quarterback. Uh, the Falcons are pretty dawn. They're pretty, you know, set on Bajon Robinson. So I think, you know, you have to say who do the Titans like better. They like to run a lot of play action pass. That's not right <laughs> with Anthony Richardson, who is an option to, you know, run and do things like that. CJ Stroud's numbers are a little bit worse in play action pass. I would say Stroud goes after Richardson. I mean, this is a true slide by, a guy that just lit up the college football playoff. Absolutely. So not necessarily, I, I just, I'm, we're not buying obviously these five to ones of him going here somewhere in the top five. You think if there is a quarterback to slide, it will be CJ. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you look at his body of work regular season, he disappeared against the Rutgers and the Maryland's of the world. Yeah. Well said. All right. I do want to get your thoughts on B. John Robinson, obviously going to be the first running back off the board but the over under of total running backs in the first round we've seen it drop over the years is one and a half it's mm -hmm. juiced to go over one and a half at minus 215 it pays plus money on the under talk to me first about robinson because there are some props out there of where he could land and then do you like the over two running backs going first round i, I think Bijan robinson goes within i believe the number i bought was under 12 and a half i, I believe he he might yeah within within the top 10. I, I absolutely love Bijan as a player. I mean, everything Texas was is because of him. He is Saquon Barkley. If you need an NFL comparison, you're like, I didn't watch any Texas football. He's Saquon Barkley. He can absolutely do everything and he can take over a game. He's that special of a running back. And the two teams that are really looking at him, the Falcons are hardcore, let it out that they want Bijan Robinson. 
Maybe that's something they want to trade out and let someone else get up there. But the other team that has nothing to lose, that has a complete roster that can take him, is the Eagles. What are the Eagles trying to get here? They have they're 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 loaded at every single position. They're signed up at every single position. Why not take the best running back off the board? Man, that is a huge deal. All right, so you love under twelve and a half there. And do you think there's a second running back that goes in the in the second half of the first round? Probably not. Uh, okay. I mean, I, there are other running backs, but I would definitely bet under one and a half. All right. Again, plus money there. Colin Wilson, Cosines. Yeah. I love that. All right. I do want to talk wide receivers. Obviously, a a huge skill position that everybody loves talking. Um, it's a lower number than than years past here, Colin. We're talking about three and a half over, juiced a little bit at minus 138 to, to go, go for wide receivers in the first round. We're seeing Jackson at Ohio State looking like the first guy off the board. All things wide receivers in the first round. Yeah, that will be the first quarterback off the board. The problem with all this is Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, who absolutely dominated game for the Utes. Uh, the Pac-12 defenses, which, you know, not very good, but they didn't know what to do with Utah, especially when it came to 13 and 14 formations where they had three or four tight ends on the field. But Dalton Kincaid is considered by NFL GMs to be a wide receiver. So what I point to is the Packers. We obviously know the Packers are looking at wide receiver and tight end, which is hilarious because they always draft defense, right? right. Larry's Aaron Rodgers gone. That's what we're going to get. Do they view Kincaid as a wide receiver? Do they view him as a tight end? Because his name is being thrown out by Green Bay because that's where Jackson Smith and Jigba go. That's his ceiling is number 15 at the Packers. Once you get past that, you have Jordan Addison, who you know won the Belintikov a couple of years ago. Uh, he's going to go, but I do think there will be a run on them. It's going to come in the late first round. I would take an over on wide receivers because once you see Smith and Ajigba go, once you see Addison go, you're going to get Zay Flowers, who Flowers, the Patriots yeah. kind of let slip out. Or we would love to take Zay Flowers. I think you're going to see a huge run. Quentin Johnson has really been has value depressed since the national championship game up to this draft but I still think he slips in the first round. All right, real quick back to the pass rushers of the world because I'm I'm fascinated with this Tyree Wilson number at, at plus 130 at, at the two. So given your 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 thinking here, D'Amico goes defense. I just, I want to know betting wise, how can you capitalize if there is a bet out there of the order of, Wilson, Carter, and Will Anderson. All things, these three gentlemen, in terms of order and where you think they could go. Yeah, because Jalen Carter by the Seahawks at five is considered to be better than Wilson. And that's where you get that. Now, I think if I can expand on this a little bit, Alex, I mean, I took a 35 to one on Devin Witherspoon to be the first defensive player. And let me tell you how. I like it. I like it. Let me tell you how I got there. The Texans flat out might trade this pick out, right? If they don't, if they don't feel comfortable getting Wilson here and they're not bought in on Carter because of his off-field issues, and they trade out because they're going to get a quarterback at 12, right? Because somebody else wants to come up and get Levis, or maybe somebody else wants to come up and get Stroud. Maybe somebody's getting antsy and wants to get up to two. The Cardinals are the team that could draft a defensive player. Now I mentioned Anderson, but there is management that is hot on Devin Witherspoon, and that's it, pick number three. So if the Texans decide, eh, maybe we do want Stroud, or eh, maybe we'll trade out of and get more picks for Caleb next year, right? If they get out of that Wilson spot, Devin Witherspoon could be the very first defensive player taken at number three by the Cardinals because, I mean, they have made positive remarks about bringing him in. That is some great value right there. All right, just a couple more general questions, and I'll get you out of here. Just when you're up on the less than 48 hours from pick one, how do you lock in, again, you – 
you at Action, you guys are the best in the biz as far as just locking in values on futures, et cetera. But when it gets to crunch time, mm -hmm. for bettors out there looking to either capitalize last minute, like me driving from New York to New Jersey to be able to bet, <laughs> or if you're out there just trying to get straight info from someone like yourself, how do you handle as a pro that a non-pro could get better with with the last this day or two leading up to betting the draft? I think you're asking the perfect person because I bet on WWE live events, right? This is a WWE event. And what I mean by that is somebody taps a wrestler on the shoulder behind the curtain before they come out and tells them what the ending of the match is going to be. And what you will see in the betting market is that steam will go like minus 250 to minus 500, or maybe a dog is now minus 200. Why? Because the person that did the tapping and told the wrestler has also gone over and made a bet, told his buddies he's made a bet, they've made a bet. And so what I'm uh, relaying to the NFL draft is that once a GM makes his decision, they'll oh, we'll sleep on it and we'll think about it the next morning. If you see steam within hours, it's true. There, there, you can't, the limits are too high. Sure. Books won't be fooled. And it's a really small subset of people to know what the pick is actually going to be. So the late move is the correct move. I believe that's already been trademarked by my boss, Chad Millman, but that is, that's the best advice I have. This is a WWE event and the late move is the correct move. I love it. And I'll get you out of here with this though. The Will Levis news on Reddit, just double check. And that's a complete pump fake. And furthermore, will there be any more Reddit bombs? Maybe Elon throws out a tweet to throw out the board. I don't know. Anything yeah. else of that ilk before we go to tip off here? Or you think that was the Could biggest smoke? Consider any smoke screen that hits, and I don't care if it's Elon or God that comes down and says it's not it's Will Levis number one. You are just getting a better price on Bryce Young. I love it. All right, Colin Wilson, senior writer at Action Network, co-host of the Big Bets on uh, Big Bets on Campus, and of course the best beard at Action Network, my <laughs> man. Thank you for coming on. I hope that Witherspoon Futures hits for you. Keep doing great work, man. Appreciate your writing and your on-camera stuff. All right, thanks for having me. The volume.